Shalom. My name is Adam, and I welcome you to the parable of the vineyard. Every day, Yahuwah is waking up a remnant, a group of people who are coming out of deceptions, realizing our walk is to consist of faith and obedience to His righteous commands. Each week, we read through and examine a portion of the Torah, allowing the Spirit of the Most High to guide, teach, and open our eyes and ears to the wondrous matters out of His law. Join us as we seek to be refined by His Word, preparing ourselves for the return of our King of Kings, being faithful and obedient, walking in His way, truth, and life. Shabbat Shalom and welcome back brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Parable of the Vineyard YouTube live stream of our Torah portion reading. My name is Adam, your host, and I welcome you. This is week five already. Uh, this is Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah, which covers Genesis 23, verse 1 through 25, 18. It's going to cover, uh, unfortunately, the death of Sarah. It's going to cover uh, the purchase of the field or the cave in the field uh, of Machpelah. Um, it's going to cover Eliezer being sent to um uh, to get Rebecca. Oh, he doesn't know it's Rebecca, but it's going to be Rebecca. Um, and uh, Abraham marrying Keturah, having more children, the lineage of Ishmael, and other stuff inter interweaved uh, here as we're going to discuss, of course, as we always like to um, bring in some of the other scriptures that uh, most of us were not brought up with, books like the like Jasher, the Apocrypha, uh, and other things as we try to just glean everything we can from this Torah portion. And um, if in case you're new, uh, what we are doing here is we read the Torah portion each week and we, well, we read it line by line and we like to, um, go over comparative scriptures with other books and we try to see how we can apply the Torah to our lives today. If you're watching this, you probably have an idea that, um, our Messiah did not come to do away with the Torah, but he came to exemplify it, to magnify it, to make it great, to, uh, fully preach it, to, uh, teach the, um, the in original intentions of the laws and not, uh, through man-made understandings. And, um, well, here we are. We're just gonna, we're just trying to read it and, uh, and let the Spirit of the Most High guide us as we do this. And this is a study where we both, or all of us, we all grow together. So uh, thankful to be able to do this with you. And um, hey, if you happen to be in the Southwest Missouri area, want to fellowship with us in person, uh, we get together every Shabbat. Uh, so you can just uh, find my email, email uh, us, and we'll get you the information. So with that being said, let's pray. Father Yah Most High, we just bless you uh, in Yahusha's mighty name and just thank you for allowing us to gather together like this, Father, in the four corners of the earth. And we're just thankful that you are sharing truth with your people in these last days and wisdom and understanding uh, and revealing your true son, Messiah Yahusha, uh, not the false version that's being that's been broadcasted all throughout the earth, not the lawless one, but the lawful one, Father. And we just ask that your Ruach would guide us as we study your word, and we want to grow in your Torah and be ready for the return of Messiah Yahushua. In his name we do pray. Amen and hallelujah. A little shofar, a little shofar blast. Let's do it. Numbers 10.10 says we're to blow the shofars over uh, for new moon, Sabbaths, and feast days. So let's do it. Do it with me.
so far is blown. All right, let's get uh, let's get started. Let's go to um, Genesis 23. We will be reading out of the Sefer version. A lot of sometimes you guys ask me what uh, scriptures I use. There's a lot of good ones out there, um, but I just prefer the Sefer. Uh, that doesn't mean I agree with every single uh, translation and every single um, uh, thing about it. However, I think it's uh, well, it's just my personal favorite mostly because it's got a lot of the books that we uh, we like to study in. Sorry, the microphone. Test, test, test. I don't think we're loud enough. Maybe now. Okay. All right, so let's go. Genesis, now it's a little loud. <laughs> Genesis 23. Just don't want to blow your eardrums out. All right, Genesis 23. And Sarah was 107 and 20 years old, 127. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died in Kiryat Arba, the same as Hebron. Not like the gas station Chevron, it's Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah to weep for her. We'll pause there real quick because um, this is really all we get from the death of Sarah. And um, I just want to take mention, make mention of um, how amazing Sarah was. We read, was it last week or the week before, in the, uh, the Genesis Apocryphon that Sarah was just an outstanding woman, always taking care of people, making sure they're clothed and fed and uh, warmed and just an exemplary, um, exemplary woman, a woman of Yah. And I, I think it's not spoken enough about some of these righteous women. And Sarah, of course, is the mother of all the righteous women, just like Father Abraham, wife, mother, um, mother Sarah, of course. And I think all women should be striving to um, to meet the excellence of Sarah. Do we talk a lot about being the seed of Abraham, doing the deeds of Abraham? But also, I think women, um, you should take a look at just these deeds of Sarah and um, strive to be like her. And we're going to read more about that as we read um, through and talk about Rebecca and um, Leah and Rachel and um, who else? Who else mentions that they are righteous like Sarah? Jochebed, Moses' wife. Anyways, so let's uh, let's talk about Sarah. So last week, we actually read some of the passages I wanted to read this week, um, which is in Jasher 23, 1 through 19. And just to uh, recap for you, so when we read the whole thing again, is that when Abraham was taking Isaac, you you see just, you see the, the, the side of Sarah, you don't really get to see anywhere else, where just the motherly aspect that she's just tender and giving Abraham all the instructions, like, don't let him out in the sun too long and make sure he's, make sure he's got enough water, make sure he's got enough food and take care of him, always look after him and just, uh, you just see this motherly side and it's just, uh, it's amazing. And, and as we mentioned, pointed out last week, what was really sad and kind of unfortunate is that Sarah didn't get to see Isaac again after Abraham took Isaac to go offer him up as an offering. We know how that story went. Praise Yah. Um, the the ram was was given in his stead, but Sarah never did see Isaac ever again. But we just saw a lot of weeping and a lot of hugging. We just see a, a, a just soft and compassionate people when it comes to our loved ones, our family, and that's just something that it should be a standard, I think, for us. But uh, maybe depending on um, the the childhood the childhoods that some of us grew up in. Maybe we didn't grow up in the best environments or we weren't loved or taken care of. And so I know that becomes like generational curses. It carries over. So um, if, if you grew up in one of those scenarios, man, may, may Yah be with you and, and bless you and heal your heart in those areas. Uh, but this is something that I think we should stop 
uh, those kind of generational curses that we should stop and that we should learn to be a loving and compassionate people, one that cares deeply for, for one another, especially, especially our, our close family. Um, and again, you say this, think this would be a given, but uh, this is not across the board. Um, I have the opportunity to speak with many people and I get to hear a lot of people's stories and this is just not a standard thing um, about being tender and kind to one another. Some, this is some things that people have to learn. But just want to read a couple of verses regarding this. Psalm 145, 8 through 9, Yahuwah is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. Yahuwah is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. 1 Peter 1.22, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. These are some strong words. Let's uh, here, let's see if the uh, Naz beast makes it a little easier. Some more recent, uh, here we go. For a sincere love of the brothers and sisters, fervently love one another from the heart. Romans 12.10, be devoted to one another in a brother, brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Hallelujah. So, Also, we um, remember the parable that Messiah taught about the servant who was forgiven this debt that he couldn't afford. And likewise, none of us could afford the debt that we accumulated, the debt of sin. And uh, that servant was forgiven all that and then went out and just was just nasty to his uh, his um, fellow people. And so how dare us if we're not full of compassion and mercy and long-suffering with, with one another. So um, just keep that in mind. But um, let's read Jasher 23, 76 through 90. And this is, gonna, this is going to um, pick back up where we left off last week where we read the Jasher portion where... Um, with Isaac and, and Abraham and Satan and the ram and all that kind of stuff. And so after that happened, let's just here, let's just read the last verse of that. So, and, and all that Abraham did on this occasion by the altar, he would exclaim and say, this is in the room of my son and may at this day be considered before Yahuwah in the place of my son. And Abraham finished the whole of the service by the altar and the service was accepted before Yahuwah and was accounted as if it had been Yitzchak, Isaac. And Yahuwah blessed Abraham and his seed on that day. Now, here we go. And Satan went to Sarah. So what we're doing is I just want to read uh, the last couple things about Sarah before we move on. And Satan went to Sarah and he appeared to her in the figure of an old man, very humble and meek. And Abraham was yet engaged in the burnt offering before Yahuwah. And he said unto her, Do you not know all the work that Abraham has made with your only son this day? For he took Yitzhak and built an altar and killed him and brought him up as a sacrifice upon the altar. And Yitzhak cried and wept before his father. But he looked not at him, neither did he have compassion over him. And Satan repeated these words, and he went away from her. And Sarah heard all the words of Satan, and she imagined him to be an old man from amongst the sons of men who had been with her son and had come and told her these things. And Sarah lifted up her voice and wept and cried out bitterly on account of her son. And she threw herself upon the ground, and she, she cast dust upon her head. And she said, O oh, my son, Yitzchak, my son, oh, that I had this day died instead of you. And she continued to weep and said, It grieves me for you, O my son, my son Yitzhak. Oh, that I had died this day in your stead. And she still continued to weep and said, It grieves me for you after that I have reared you and have brought you up. And now my joy is turned into mourning over you. 
I that had a longing for you and cried and prayed to Elohim till I bear you at ninety years old. And now have you served this day for the knife and for the fire to be made an offering. But I console myself with you, my son, in its being the word of Yahuwah. For you did perform the command of your Elohim. For who can transgress the word of our Elohim in whose hands is the soul of every living creature? You are just, O Yahuwah, our Elohim. For all your works are good and righteous. For I also am rejoiced with your word which you did command. And while my eye wept, weeps bitterly, for my heart rejoices. So we see Sarah is found righteous and patient in this matter as well. And Sarah laid her head upon the bosom of one of her handmaids, and she became as still as a stone. She afterward rose up and went about making inquiries till she came to Hebron. And she inquired of all those whom she met walking in the road, and no one could tell her what happened to her son. And she came with her maidservants and men servants to Kiriath Arba, which is Hebron. And she asked concerning her son, and she remained there while she sent some of her servants to seek where Abraham had gone with Yitzhak. They went to seek him in the house of Shem and Eber, and they could not find him, and they sought throughout the land, and he was not there. And behold, Satan came to Sarah in the shape of an old man, and he came and stood before her, and he said unto her, I spoke falsely unto you, for Abraham did not kill his son, and he is not dead. And when she heard the word, her joy was so exceedingly violent on account of her son, that her soul went out through joy, and she died and was gathered to her people." And when Abraham had finished his service, he returned with his son Yitzchak to his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and they came home. And Abraham sought for Sarah and could not find her, and he made inquiries concerning her, and they said to him, She went as far as Hebron to seek you both where you had gone, for thus she was informed. And Abraham Yitzchak went to her to Hebron, and when they found that she was dead, they lifted up their voices and wept bitterly over her. And Yitzchak fell upon his mother's face and wept over her, and he said, O my mother, my mother, how have you left me, and where have you gone? Oh, how have you left me? And Abraham and Yitzchak wept greatly, and all their servants wept with them on account of Sarah, and they mourned over her great and heavy mourning. So that's the account of Yashar of the death of Sarah with the details. Um, the writings of Abraham also give us uh, some details as well. I'd like to share that with you. And you'll see what's interesting is you'll see it's the same story with a little bit of different details. And, and that get, brings me comfort because that way I know it wasn't just copied and pasted. It wasn't just plagiarized or not plagiarized is the wrong word, but it wasn't just copied. The same story wasn't just copied and pasted. That kind of honestly, in my opinion, gives a little more credibility to the story, just like we see in um, the gospel stories where one account, um, the thieves are doing one thing and then the on another account they're doing a different thing but it's kind of the same story with just different details and that in my opinion just gives more credibility but anyways writings of abraham 148 when all these things were finished yitzhak and i returned to our camp rejoicing in yahuwah our elohim but when we reached the place we found that sarah was not there for the agents of satan had come to her saying behold do you not understand that abraham goes to offer your son yitzhak as a burnt offering unto yahuwah's elohim Surely he does this because he is jealous of your love for your son Yitzhak. Go therefore and stop this thing, lest he whom your heart is knitted be destroyed from off the face of the earth. But Sarah said, Surely the heart of my master Abraham is right with Yahweh his Elohim, for he walks before him in all his ways. Nevertheless, shall my son Yitzhak be offered as a burnt offering, and I not be there to weep over him and strengthen him and pray for him, that he be an an acceptable offering unto Yahuwah our Elohim, I'm sorry, Yahuwah Elohim of Abraham? Nay, but I shall go to him. 
And Sarah departed with her men servants and her maidservants and went as far as Hebron, but found us not. Therefore Sarah rested in Hebron and sent her young men to find us, who searched all the land round about and even in the city of Shalom, but found us not. Then Sarah prayed unto Yahweh, saying, O Yahweh Elohim of Abraham, Surely I know that all things are in your hand, and I do not fear for my son Yitzchak, for I know that mine husband Abraham is an high priest after your holy order. Nevertheless, it is my desire to be with my son at this holy hour, that I might share his joy and his sorrow before Yahweh our Elohim. Then the word of Yahweh, which is our Messiah, came to Sarah, saying, Surely I have accepted the offering of Yitzchak, and I have provided a ram prepared before the foundation of the earth was laid to be offered in his place. Wherefore, your son lives and is with his father Abraham, and even now searches for you. So again, a little different version of the story here. When Sarah heard these words, her heart was filled with joy so that she could not uh, contain it, and her spirit was lifted up to see the paradise of Elohim, and she exclaimed, Behold, I have seen my Redeemer, and it suffices me, and she gave up the ghost. Thus did Sarah die in Hebron, being 127 years old, and she died having seen her Redeemer and having received from him the promise of eternal life. Let's keep going. It says here, then was word brought unto us that Sarah was gone unto Hebron, wherefore we journeyed there and found that Sarah had died. But having inquired after the manner of her death, we rejoiced that she went with the promise of exaltation and that she died knowing of Yitzchak's salvation and his acceptance with Elohim. Then we took Sarah into a cave which I purchased of Ephron the Hittite, which we're about to read in the Torah here in a minute, for that purpose, and we buried her there and wept over her, yet we rejoiced in her righteousness before Elohim. And all the people of the land came to honor Sarah with Pharaoh who came from Egypt and Abimelech from Gerar and many others who honored and loved Sarah. Listen, for she truly was a handmaiden of Yahuwah and ministered unto many in the name of Yahuwah in love and in charity and was greatly loved by all for her kindness, meekness, and her great wisdom in godliness. Thus, I, Abraham, began to be old, having seen 137 years. Wherefore, I write this record of my life, that others might benefit from the workings of Yahweh my Elohim with me. And I bear witness that Yahweh lives and reigns in the heavens, and that he is the most high Elohim over all the earth. He has led me since first he appeared to me in a dream when I was three years of age, even unto this time when I am old and bowed down with years. He has done only good to me and not evil all the days of my life. Surely I will love him and serve him forever and e I'm sorry, forever and ever and will magnify his name on high before all the people. Amen. Last, last chapter here. After Sarah's death, I sent my son Yitzchak unto Shem and Eber to learn more perfectly the ways of the ancients and he remained there three years before returning to my camp. All right, let's go back to the Torah. Um, actually, I just want to mention this again. So, I mention this a lot with when talking about patience, like when we are dealing with situations and we need to learn patience, looking to Abraham has always been of good comfort to me because this is a major test. Again, let's just put ourselves in his shoes for a minute. He's told to offer up Yitzhak, his only begotten son, his promised child, uh, has him for 37 years and then is told, hey, you need to go offer him up as an offering. And he does it without question. And then he goes to do it and then praise Yah, Yah stopped him and didn't have to do it but he never got to see his wife again and if you think about it you can just you know your thought process can go right past it but when you really stop and think about they were real people that had real emotions how would you feel 
if you went to do this honorable act and then never got to see your wife ever again she died before you got home like i think the average person would be like really like really i i don't even get to see my wife again like hastiness of spirit i think could come across come upon the average person but us, us being the seed of Abraham and Messiah saying, do the deeds of Abraham, I think we should be able to draw some strength from, from learning of the story and recognizing that Abraham was found patient. It's uh, in, in, in the book of Jubilees, uh, it says that Abraham was tried in this manner and his ruach was found patient and perfect. There was no hastiness in him. Like, what, really? Are you serious? You know, questioning Elohim, but taking it patiently. And here's a, a chapter that we read a lot. Because I know that a lot of us are in the furnace of the fire and testing. Uh, not quite this, the, the extremity of testing that some of these patriarchs did, but testing nonetheless. Testing is testing. I know it. Sirach, um, Book of Sirach, also known as Ecclesiasticus, found in the, in the, the Apocrypha section of the 1611 KJV and many other um, renowned Bibles here. My son, if you come forward to serve Yahweh, prepare yourself for temptation. This is trial or testing. Set your heart right and be steadfast and do not be hasty in time of calamity, which is what Abraham was. Abraham was found not to be hasty. He was found steadfast. Cleave to him and do not depart, that you may be honored at the end of your life. Accept whatever is brought upon you and in changes that humble you be patient. And this is exactly what Abraham went through. He accepted whatever was brought upon him and in changes that humbled him, he was found patient. For gold is tested in the fire and acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation. So take a pause and look at and evaluate your life. Think about it for a second and think about the testings that you've gone through or maybe are going through and even consider the things the testings that we may go through in the future to know that this is how we're tested this is how we're proved and for 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 those who are able to make it into new jerusalem that have been tested and tried what a glorious place that'll be filled with amazing people that have been tested through the fire and i pray that i'm worthy i pray that you're worthy Messiah says to pray that we're worthy. He says in Luke 21, uh, 36, Pray ye always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that are coming to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Well, where do you think he's going to be? He's going to be in New Jerusalem. Trust in him. So, trust in him in the midst of trials. This is a big part about learning about Torah is that we... we we're learning really what faith looks like. Faith is not just, yeah, I believe that my, my Messiah came and died on a cross for me and rose again. That's not faith. That's just that's believing a story, which is the foundation of our of our faith. Don't get me wrong; I'm not taking away from that. But that's like where it stops. It's like I believe in the historical character of Messiah that he that he came, preached, died on the cross, and rose again. Faith is much more than that. That's the beginning. That's just the seed planting. What it grows into is what who we are, what we become. So trust in him and he will help you make your way straight and hope in him. You who fear Yahuwah, wait for his mercy and turn not aside lest you fall. You who fear Yahuwah, trust in him and your reward will not fail. You who fear Yahuwah, hope for good things, for everlasting joy and mercy. Consider the ancient generations and see whoever trusted in Yahuwah and was put to shame, or whoever persevered in the fear of Yahuwah and was forsaken, or whoever called upon him and was overlooked. For Yahweh is compassionate and merciful. He forgives sins in time of affliction. Praise Yah. Praise Yah. 
Okay, let's keep going. All right, so the life of Sarah or the death of Sarah. So now that we, we've covered the life and death of Sarah, let's go to the burial. Verse 3 of Genesis 23, And Abraham stood up from before his dead and spoke to the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my master, you are a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres, bury your dead. None of us shall withhold from you his sepulchre, but that you may bury your dead. And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Chet. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat for me to Ephron the son of Sohar, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he has, which is in the end of his field, for as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me for a possession of a burying place amongst you. And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in at the gate of his city, saying, Nay, my master, hear me, the field I give you, and the cave that is therein I give it to you. In the presence of the sons of my people give I it you, bury your dead." And Abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land. This is a humble, humble man. This is in front of wicked, sinful people that did terrible things, offering their children on the sacrifice, drinking blood, all kinds of things. He was still humble and meek in front of these people. And he spoke unto Ephron in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if you will give it, I pray you, hear me. I will give you money for the field. Take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. And Ephron answered Abraham, saying unto him, My lord, my master, hearken unto me. The land is worth four hundred shekels of silver. What is that betwixt me and you? Bury therefore your dead. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephron, and Abraham weighed to Ephron the silver, which he had named in the audience of the sons of Het, four hundred shekels of silver, current money with the merchant. And the field of Ephron, which was on Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave, which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field that were in all the borders round about were made sure unto Abraham for a possession in the presence of the children of Het before all that went in at the gate of his city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his woman, in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And the field and the cave that is therein were made sure unto Avraham for a possession of a burying place by the sons of Chet. So, a um, couple things we can absorb here. Again, trying to apply Torah to our lives. So, there's definitely a time and a place for giving gifts and receiving gifts. And here, this I think this is a little bit different. This is more of a business transaction. Uh, Abraham's like, I want the field in the cave. And he's like, I'll just give it to you. And Abraham's like, mm, no, we, I need to pay you what it's worth. And I, I've thought about this a lot because I, uh, but in my previous life, uh, my life before coming back to the father, I was in the business world and in specifically in sales also. And, um, being in sales, you learn to get things as cheap as possible and resell them for as much as possible. That's just, that's the basic of sales. That's the same one-on-one for sales from thousands of years ago into this very day. But also as a consumer, I think we're taught to just get things as cheap, 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 cheap as possible, like, you know, talk people down. And you think about like purchasing a car and you're like, you just want to negotiate it down, 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 down. But it's like, 
it's Torah to just kind of pay what it's worth. And that doesn't mean you just pay some ridiculous price that somebody uh, tells you uh, what to pay. I think, in, especially in our day and age, we can do research. You know, what uh, what does um, Kelly Bubik say? What does NADA say? And I'm not, I'm not on here to teach you how to buy a car. I'm just saying that, like, if we know something is worth something, and that's the asking price that's fair that they're asking, I think it's Torah to recognize that and say, it's a fair price, I'll pay it. Instead of being like, well, maybe I can get it for less. And I can say, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So that kind of just brings me into some of the verses that we're supposed to have uh, a just weight and a just balance. Um, let's see, where do I have that here somewhere? I have it somewhere. But in general, we'll, we'll talk about the just weight and balances in a second. But I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about how Abraham dealt well with these people. As I mentioned earlier, these were uh, sinful people. These are sinners. These are sinners. And Abraham's like treating them well, being respectful, being humble, being meek in front of them. And I think that's something that we, in you know, this whatever this movement is called, we should really recognize and recognize there's a lot of sinful people all around us that just do detestable things. And I, I see I see a group of people that are coming out of the world and then being like, I I can't be in the world anymore. I, I can't go out anymore. I'll, I'll never go out to eat ever again and be around people and be around all these sinful things. I'll never be around these. And that's really not how we're supposed to be. I want to read some uh, some verses. First Peter 2, 17, it says, Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. You see, he makes a distinction between the brotherhood and all people. So honor all people. And, and certainly, that's what Abraham did here to um, the Hittites. He honored them. Love all, uh, brother, I'm sorry, love all people, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear Elohim, honor the king. Hebrews 12, 14, pursue peace with all people. And certainly Abraham was doing that. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see Yahuwah. Let those words sink in your heart. And thinking about, we think often about, well, let's just, let's just read the scripture. How about that? 1 Corinthians 5, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I did not at all mean with the sexually immoral, pe immoral people of this world or with the greedy and swindlers, or with idolaters, for then you would have to leave the world. So he's not telling you you can't associate with people in the world anymore. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is a sexually immoral person, or a greedy person, or an idolater, or is verbally abusive, or habitually drunk, or a swindler. not even to eat with such a person. For what business of mine is it to judge outsiders? Do not judge those who are within the church. So, Anyways, the, the point is, is we have a job to do, which is to be the light of the world. And how can we be the light of the world if we don't go out into the world anymore? Matthew 9, 10 through 13. Then it, it happened that as if Yahusha was reclining at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and began dining with Yahusha and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why is your teacher eating with the tax collectors and sinners? But when Yahusha heard this, he said, it is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. Now go and learn what this means. I desire compassion rather than sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners, of course, to repentance. Um, Luke 19, 1 through 10, Yahusha entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Yahusha was, and he was unable due to the crowd because he was short in stature. 
So he ran on ahead and climbed up the sycamore tree in order to see him because he was about to pass through that way. And when Yahushua came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for today I must stay at your house. Can you imagine what all the people of that area were thinking? They hated tax collectors. They looked at them as traitors, traitors that were working for the Romans and just bleeding the people dry with taxes. And they hated him. Can you imagine if he's like, hey, chief tax collector of this area, come, come down. I need to come eat with you today. Everybody been like, what? What? And he hurried down and came and received him joyfully. When the people saw this, they began to complain, saying, He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to Yahweh, to, to the master, Behold, master, half of my possessions I am giving to the poor. And if I have exhorted, extorted anything from anyone, I am giving back four times as much. This is Torah. That's Torah. If it's something stolen, you pay back what you, what you owe plus, plus a fifth. And Yahushua said unto him, well, uh, in certain cases, it's four times. In certain cases, it's five times. Yeah, a fifth, whatever. And Yahushua said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so here, if Yahushua never called him, you know, would Zacchaeus have ever repented? You never know. And what if Zacchaeus was able to tell his testimony to someone or, or two people or 10 people? And it's like multiplies. This is being fruitful and multiplying. But the point is, is if we never go out in the world, how can we ever be a light to people if we're just so set apart and so holy that we'll just never be around anyone else uh, for the rest of our lives? Matthew five fourteen. you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who run the house. Your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven this is our job leviticus 19 18 you shall not take vengeance nor hold any grudge against the sons of your people but you shall love your neighbor as yourself and that brings up the question well who is your neighbor is your neighbor just your brother let's read an interesting story luke 10 25 and behold a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him saying master what shall i do to inherit eternal life and he said unto him, What is written in the Torah? How do you read? He answered and said, You shall love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said unto him, You have answered right. This do, and you shall live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Yahushua, And who is my neighbor? And Yahushua answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed and leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was set at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said to him, Take care of him, and whatsoever you spend more, when I come again, I will repay you. Which now of these do you think was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then Yahushua said unto him, Go and do likewise. Not everyone's our brother, but I do believe that everyone is our neighbor. And I believe that everyone, everyone is a person and has a soul and has the ability to repent and turn to the Most High. 
and we're to be a light. And, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up again is to go back to the Torah portion is Abraham was neighborly unto these people. And he preached the good news. Well, there's proof of that. Uh, he preached the good news to sinners and to evil people that repented. Let's go to the writings of Abraham. And the writings of Abraham, um, chapter 55, says, Thus we departed from the presence of Shem and moved to the vicinity of Ludor, which city we denominated Haran. And we dwelt in the suburbs of Haran for three years, for there was much pasture there, and a space large enough for the multitude which accompanied me. And I preached the gospel in Haran, and many souls were added unto the faithful in that place. It's a place of sinful people. What gives? Chapter 80. Traveling slowly and stopping often to camp upon our way, we eventually reached Bethel, where yet stood an altar that I had built there at the first. I restored it to its perfect form and offered sacrifices thereon to the Most High Elohim. And I called thereupon the name of Yahuwah of all the worlds and offered praise to the name of Elohim and blessed Elohim and gave thanks before him for all the possessions bestowed upon us and for the many souls we had won in Egypt for having brought us back safely from that land. So Abraham was an evangelist for the truth. He didn't just hide away and be like, I'm so set apart because I am I'm the most highest chosen. He chose me and I'm just going to stay away from all these evil people. No, no. Elohim forbid. Elohim forbid. So we're called to make converts. We're called for the Great Commission. And so not everyone's called to be an evangelist or a teacher or, or whatever, but everyone is called to share their testimony and to be a light. Everyone is called to be a light. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. Right? Um, earlier, I was talking about just weight and balances, but I don't think I wrote that down. I'm pretty sure Proverbs 16.11 was one of them. Yeah, a just weight and balance are Yahuwah's. All the weights of the bag are his work. And so we you know we see here that Abraham used a just weight and balance. What was fair, he paid. And he paid it. Um, 19, is it 36? Or is it 37? I think. Yeah. Leviticus 19.36. Just balances, just weights, a just ephah, and a just hin shall you have. I am Yahweh Elohim, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. So Yahweh loves a just balance. So we're to be we're to be just in our dealings of business. And think about that. And it's not just um, the negotiating price, and that's not what I'm talking about. But just in our in all of our in all of our dealings, we should be just and upright and honest. Like you go to the grocery store and you check out and and get everything, and then you realize that for some reason um, there was a little notepad that was a dollar at walmart or wherever you shop that was under your purse and when you go to put your purse in the car and you're like oh i didn't pay for that that's just 99 cents er back inside that's those little things i think are a test and that's a that's the difference between a just balance and a just weight and a not just balance and just weight this isn't like oh well they're mega billion zillionaires and what's 99 cents to them um, everything, everything is, is, it makes every, all the difference in Yahweh's eyes. In my opinion, I'm just, this is, I'm just sharing my opinion with you, but I think that this is what we can glean. This is one of those things we can just go just, again, you can just read right through it and just not even think about it, but to slow down and realize he was a, he was a man with, with a 
that got tested on many different occasions. Um, and, and we can have these tests here and there. So I think that we should be perfect in our in our business transactions. I don't know. Just something to consider. Um, last thing on this Jasher twenty four, and we'll go to two, and we'll go to Genesis twenty four. So Jasher twenty four, Jasher twenty four, eight through ten. And these are the names of the witnesses. This is the witnesses, of course, of the transaction here. Let's just read seven. And Ephron and all his brethren heard this, and Abraham weighed to Ephron four hundred shekels of silver in the hands of Ephron and in the hands of all his brethren. And Abraham wrote this transaction, and he wrote it and testified it with four witnesses. And these are the names of the witnesses: Amigal, son of Abishna, the Hittite; Adikorom, the son of Ashunach, the Hivite; Abdon, the son of Achiram, the Gomerite; Bakdil, the son of Abidush, the Zidonite. And Abraham took the book of the purchase and placed it in his treasures. And these are the words that Abraham wrote in the book, namely, that the cave and the field Abraham bought from Ephron the Hittite and from his seed and from those that go out of his city and from their seed forever are to be a purchase to Abraham and to his seed and to those that go forth from his loins for a possession of a burial place forever. And he put a signet to it and testified it with witnesses. Pretty smart. Pretty smart dealings. All right, let's go to Genesis 24. <clears throat> and Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and Yahweh had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray you, your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by Yahweh the Elohai of heaven and the Elohai of the earth that you shall not take a woman unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanim, among whom I dwell. But you shall go unto my country and to my kindred and take a woman unto my son Yitzchak. And the servant said unto him, Perchance the woman will not be willing to follow me into this land. Must I needs bring your son again into the land from whence you came? And Abraham said unto him, Beware that you bring not my son thither again. And I'm pretty sure it mentions that this is Eliezer. If not, it mentions it in Jasher. Yahweh Elohai of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spoke unto me and that swore unto me, saying, Unto your seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before you, and you shall take a woman unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow you, then you shall be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son here again or there again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swore to him concerning the matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed, for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Aram Naharaim unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Yahweh, my master Abraham, I pray you, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down your pitcher, I pray you, that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give your camels drink also. Let the same be she that you have appointed for your servant Yitzchak, and thereby shall I know that you have showed kindness unto my master." And it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold Rivka came out who was born to Bethuel son of Milcah the woman of Nahor Abraham's brother with her pitcher upon her shoulder. So before even uh, Eliezer finished praying his prayer was answered. 
which is amazing. Um, and, and this is a, it's, this is a little off topic, but there is a passage that says uh, there's going to be a time when Yahweh answers our prayers before we even ask. Um, we're not quite there yet because this is in New Jerusalem, but I uh, just want to share. I just it reminded me of this. So Isaiah 65, uh, and just to uh, rejoice in the midst of the fire, knowing what promises are ahead for us if we are found worthy uh, of the Master. Isaiah 65, 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem. This is new Jerusalem, a rejoicing and her people, a joy. And so um, this is one of the many um, pieces of evidence I like to share that in the in, um, book of Revelation, when it talks about creating the new heavens and the new earth, he's actually talking about new Jerusalem, not actually throwing away the entire earth and starting over. Um, of course, he cleanses it with fire, purifies it, but um, that this new land that the people dwell on forever is, um, this or this heaven is new Jerusalem. Anyways, and I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people, and the voice of weeping shall no more be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor old man that has not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of Yahuwah and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and the dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says Yahuwah. Praise Yah. So, a little little detour, but I just wanted to share with you because, yeah, it's just a good verse. A good passage. So again, so before he even finished praying, uh, Rivka, 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 Rivka came out. Rebecca. The damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray you, drink a little water of your pitcher. And she said, Drink, my master. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted. This is kind of like, remember the deeds of Abraham? He ran to the tent uh, when the three angels came. He ran to the tent and was like, Sarah, put it on the case. And he ran over there and he's like, get the cat, fatted calf and ran over. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again into the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. Didn't say she glided or, or walked. She ran. She was excited to take care of people. And the man wondering at her held his peace to wit whether Yahweh had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold. That's a lot of gold. That's a lot. And said, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, I pray you. Is there room in your father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, which she bore unto Nahor, which he would have been like, he knew, you know, Abraham's lineage would have been like, bam, yes. She said, moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshiped Yahuwah. He's like, yes, you answered. 
And he said, Blessed be Yahweh Elohai of my master Avraham, who has not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, Yahweh led me to the house of my master's brethren. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. And Rivka had a brother, and his name was Laban. White. That's just that's his, name. His, name, his name means white. And Laban ran out unto the man, unto the well. And it came to pass, when he saw the earring and the bracelets upon his sister's hands, and when he had heard the words of Ribka, his sister, saying, Thus spoke the man unto me, that he came unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, you blessed of Yahweh. Right? So when he saw... When he saw the 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 gold and the, the earrings, uh, the the gold earrings and bracelets, he's like, "Come in, you blessed of Yahweh." He's like, "Hey, come on! Wherefore stand you without? For I have prepared the house and room for the camels." And the man came into the house, and he ungirded his camels and gave straw and provender for the camels, and he gave uh, yeah, and water to wash his feet and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat, but he said, "I will not eat until I have told my errand." And he said, "Speak on." And he said, I am Abraham's servant. And Yahweh has blessed my master greatly, and he has become great, and he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maidservants and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's woman, bore a son to my master when he was old, and unto him has he given all that he has. And my master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a woman to my son of the daughters of the Canaanim, in whose land I dwell. But you shall go unto my father's house and to my kindred and take a woman unto my son. And I said unto my master, Perchance the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, Yahweh, before whom I walk, will send his angel with you and prosper your way. Which, by the way, is still available to us. When you have, when you're getting ready to go talk to somebody or go do something, pray, pray to Yahweh. Say, you know, would you go before me? Would your ruach go before me? And I can be a witness here that he answers. And you shall take a woman for my son of my kindred and of my father's house. Then shall you be clear from this my oath when you come to my kindred. And if they give not you one, you shall be clear from my oath. And I came this day into the well and said, O Yahweh of my master Abraham, if now you do prosper my way, which I go. Behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin comes forth to draw water, and I shall say unto her, Give me, I pray you, a little water of your pitcher to drink. And she shall say to me, Both drink you, and I will also draw for your camels. Let the same be the woman whom Yahuwah has appointed out for my master's son. And before I had done speaking in my heart, behold, Rivka came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down into the well and drew water. And I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray you. And she made haste, and let down her pitcher from her shoulder, and said, Drink, and I will give your camels drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her and said, Whose daughter are you? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelets upon her hands. Some people say this is a nose ring. And I bowed down my head and worshipped Yahweh and blessed Yahweh Lohai of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And, in, and now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. And if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing proceeds from Yahuwah. We cannot speak unto you bad or good. Behold, Rivka is before you. Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's woman, as Yahuwah has spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their words, he worshipped Yahuwah, bowing himself to the earth. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rivka. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things, and they did eat and drink. 
and the men that were with him and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning and he said, send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, let the damsel abide with us a few days, at least 10. After that, she shall go. And he said unto them, hinder me not, seeing Yahuwah has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, we will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they called Ribka and said to her, will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. And they sent away Ribka, their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Ribka and said to her, You are our sister. Be the mother of thousands of millions and let your seed possess the gate of those which hate them. And Ribka arose and her damsels and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. And the servant took Ribka and went his way. And Yitzhak came from the way of the well of Ber Lachai Roy for he dwelt in the country of the Negeb. And Yitzhak went out to meditate in the field in the evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw and behold the camels were coming. And Ribka lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Yitzchak, she lighted off her camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walks in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, He is my, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Yitzchak all things that he had done. And Yitzchak brought her into her, his mother Sarah's tent, and took Ribka, and she became his woman, and he loved her. And Yitzchak was comforted after his mother's death. Praise yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's the what's the the lesson of Torah learn here? If you want a good wife, just go hang out at Wells. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Genesis twenty five. Uh last chapter. We're gonna read till verse eighteen and then we will be done with this week's Torah portion. A little shorter, a lot shorter actually. The first four Torah portions were like super long, and then this one is just uh about half as long. All right, Genesis twenty five one. And again Abraham took a woman and her name was Keturah. And she bore him Zimran, and Yokshan, and Midan, and Midian, and Yishbach, and Shuach. And Yokshan begat Sheba, and Didan. And the sons of Didan were Ashurim, and Letushim, and Leumim. The sons of Midian, Ephod, Epher, and Hanok, and Abida, and Eldaah. All these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had unto Yitzchak. But unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts, and sent them away from Yitzchak his son, while he yet lived eastward unto the east of the country. And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he had lived a hundred and threescore and fifteen years. Then Abraham gave up his ruach and died in a good old age, an old man, full of years, and was gathered to his people. And so this is kind of interesting because um, Abraham actually has a lot more life to live, um, probably like another 30, almost 40 years, but this is just kind of, the Torah is kind of just ending Abraham's life, not in a linear timeline because Abraham lives till about uh, the time that Jacob and Esau are 15 years old, which is in the future here. Um, and, um, but it's just kind of, the Torah is kind of just moving on to the life and focusing on the life of Yitzchak, of Ribka, of, uh, and of course, um, Jacob, Esau, uh, and of course, you know, moving on from there. But since we're here real quick, I just want to read a passage in Jasher. Uh, we're going to read Jasher 26, 21 to the end. And then we'll finish up the Torah portion. We'll be done. Jasher 26, oops, 21. And Abraham gave all that he had to his son Yitzchak, and he also gave him all his treasures. And he commanded him, saying, Do you not know and understand Yahweh is Elohim in heaven and in earth, and there is no other beside him? And it was he who took me from my father's house and from my birthplace and gave me all the delights upon the earth, who delivered me from the counsel of the wicked, for in him did I trust. 
And he brought me to this place, and he delivered me from Ur of the Kazdim. And he said to me, To your seed will I give all these lands, and they shall inherit them when they keep my commandments, my statutes, my judgments that I have commanded you, and which I shall command them. Now therefore, my son, hearken to my voice, and keep the commandments of Yahweh your Elohim, which I commanded you. Do not turn from the right way, either to the right or the left, in order that it may be well with you and your children after you forever. And remember the wonderful works of Yahuwah and his kindness that he has shown towards us and having delivered us from the hands of our enemies and Yahuwah Elohim caused them to fall into our hands and now therefore keep all that I have commanded you and turn not away from the commandments of, of your Elohim and serve none beside him in order that it may be well with you and your seed after you and teach you your children and your seed the instructions of Yahuwah and his commandments and teach them the upright way in which they should go in order that it may be well with them forever. And Yitzhak answered his father and said to him, That which my, my master has commanded, that will I do. And I will not depart from the commandments of Yahuwah my Elohim. I will keep all that he has commanded me. And Abraham blessed his son Yitzhak and also his children. And Abraham taught Yaakov the instruction of Yahuwah and his ways. And it was at the time that Abraham died in the fifteenth year of the life of Yaakov and Esau, the sons of Yitzhak and all the days of Abraham were 175 years, and he died and was gathered to his people in a good old age, old and satisfied with days. And Yitzchak and Ishmael, his sons, buried him. And when the inhabitants of Canaan heard that Abraham was dead, they all came with their kings and princes and all their men to bury Abraham. And all the inhabitants of the land of Haran, and all the families of the house of Abraham, and all the princes and grandees and the sons of Abraham by the concubines all came when they heard of Abraham's death, and they requited Abraham's kindness, and comforted Yitzhak his son. And they buried Abraham in the cave which he bought from Ephron the Hittite and his children for the possession of a burial place. And all the inhabitants of Canaan, and all those who had known Abraham wept for Abraham a whole year, and men and women mourned over him. And all the little children and all the inhabitants of the land wept on account of Abraham, for Abraham had been good to them all, because he had been upright with Elohim and men. And there arose not a man who feared Elohim like unto Abraham, for he had feared his Elohim from his youth, and had served Yahuwah, and had gone in all his ways during his life, from his childhood to the day of his death. And Yahuwah was with him and delivered him from the council of Nimrod and his people. And when he made war with the four kings of Elam, he conquered them. And he brought all the children of the earth to the service of Elohim, and he taught them the ways of Yahuwah, and caused them to know Yahuwah. And he formed a grove, and he planted a vineyard therein, and he had always prepared in his tent meat and drink to those that passed through the land, that they might satisfy themselves in his house. And Yahuwah Elohim delivered the whole earth on account of Abraham. And it was after the death of Abraham that Elohim blessed his son Yitzchak and his children. And Yahuwah was with Yitzchak, and yet as he had been with his father Abraham. For Yitzhak kept all the commandments of Yahuwah as Abraham his father had commanded him. He did not turn to the right or to the left from the right path which his father had commanded him. So again, even though um, Abraham in the timeline here isn't uh, dead, I wanted to just kind of finish that up because um, we're kind of we're kind of done talking about Abraham in these Torah portions. We're going to be moving on to Isaac and and um, and the rest. So. All right, let's keep going. Genesis twenty-five nineteen. We'll finish up at eighteen. And his sons Yitzchak and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, which is before Mamre. The field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Het. There was Abraham buried, and Sarah his woman. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that Elohim blessed his son Yitzchak, and Yitzchak dwelt by the well Be'er Lachairoi. Now these are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Mitzrim, Sarah's handmaid, bore unto Abraham. 
And these are the names of the sons of Yishmael by their names according to their generations, the firstborn of Yishmael, Nebaioth, and Kedar, and Abdeel, Adbeel, and Mivsam, and Mishma, and Duma, and Masa, and Hadar, and Tema, Yetur, Nafish, and Kedema. These are the sons of Yishmael, and these are their names by their towns and by their castles, twelve princes according to their nations. And these are the years of the life of Yishmael, 137 years, and he gave up his Ruach and died and was gathered unto his people. And they dwelt from Havilah to Shur, that is before Mitzrayim, as you go toward Ashura. And he died in the presence of all his brethren. And with that, brothers and sisters, as the end of the Torah portion. So as always, I pray that uh, you're able to um, we're able to be blessed in some way that we get to study together and uh, share these things. And I pray that Yahuwah continues to grow all of our faith in our walk in obedience to him in preparation for the return of Messiah Husha and that new Jerusalem we were reading about just a little while ago. Uh, so with that, let's pray. Father Yah, we just, again, we bless you and thank you. We thank you for your Torah. We thank you for your writings. We thank you for the prophets. We thank you for the gospels, the epistles, all of your word, Father, and, and all the word that uh, has been revealed to us uh, in these last few years. And we just thank you, Father. We just ask that you help us continue to grow and guide our feet that we need to go to the left or to the right of the commandments, just like Abraham and Yitzchak did. And Father, we just thank you for this Shabbat, for this rest, and we just bless you. We just... Um, we just love you. We want to show with our faith and our obedience to you. In Yahushua's mighty name, we exalt you and praise you. Hallelujah. Amen. Shabbat shalom, brothers and sisters. I pray it's a blessed one. Uh, I'm going to probably play two songs. Um, I'm going to play the new one again for those of you that were uh, in the uh, Testament of Dan study. Play the new song for you. Uh, I'm going to play it again. It's, it's a new song, so I like playing new songs. It's Psalm 13. Um, it's probably not everyone's style. Um it's like alternative, so it may not be everyone's style, but hey, this is the kind of music I like to play and uh, playing it to, yeah. So, But if you find enjoyment in it, that's a blessing as well. So I'm going to play that and one other song, I'm not sure yet. Shabbat shalom.
prepare the way All his people make straight a path For Yeshua's coming back so easy Come in again. 